0: As the calendar turns to July, we carry on our summer series previewing the 2022-23 Carolina men's basketball team. We are done with the freshmen, and so it's time to move on to the sophomores where we start with done. DeMarco Dunn. Hey, Peck, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it.
1: You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there! It is Wednesday, July 6, 2022. The fireworks are done, but Coach Pat Kilby and I are bringing them to you today on the show. We want to welcome you into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, part of the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and with me, as he is every Wednesday, is Coach Pat Kilby. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget, we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So go ahead, subscribe right now, and make sure you don't miss a single episode. We're the only Daily Carolina podcast out there, and you don't want to miss a minute. For those of you watching on YouTube, go ahead also and smash that like button if you would. Pack. I know we're going to get to DeMarco Dunn here in a second, but uh, the the conference that is your namesake, the Pac-12, they are deteriorating before our eyes. We were just talking before we started recording. The Big 12 is reaching out to Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, which would just be bringing them back to the the Big 12, Utah, and maybe Oregon and Washington as well. What is going on out west?
1: Golly, man, it's just wild right now. You know, I was thinking – Um, that the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC kind of all had a a gentleman's (laughs) agreement that they were going to not, you know, poach each other's teams. And then, bam, USC and UCLA
0: are out the door, and here we are. It's all about the money, money. Um, Dude, it's going to be fun. Going to be interesting. Got a lot – to talk about for those of you who are watching, if you didn't catch Monday's show, did a whole show on conference alignment stuff. Make sure you go back and watch it. I will tag it right here so you can see it uh, if you want to check that out. But today we are carrying on our summer preview series. Coach Pat Kilby and I have been looking ahead to this upcoming season's men's basketball roster. We've knocked out all four freshmen and Pete Nance because we had to hit that while the iron was hot. And now we move on to the sophomores. Next week will be Trez, Don Trez Styles, but today it is DeMarco Dunn. Coach Pat Kilby, tell us just a little bit for those who don't remember too much about DeMarco, just a little brief bio on him.
1: Yeah, you bet. So DeMarco, uh, he's a sophomore to be. um, 6'4", 185, got a really, really good frame. Very athletic for his frame, too. Um, Rocks number 11 for the Tar Heels. He, um, Twitter and Instagram is literally his name, minus the flying comma. Yep. So, (laughs) uh, flying comma. (laughs) Good. So we got uh, Demarco Dunn at Demarco Dunn on Twitter. Insta's just straight Demarco Dunn.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so some some stats just to kind of run you through his stats real quick. There
0: there ain't much uh, to look at from last year, Peck, If we're no, being honest, there's
1: really not. He was kind of a up twenty down twenty guy. Uh, <laughs> so he he played in twenty three games, ninety four total minutes. So what what is that roughly four minutes a game? Yeah, just north uh, of yeah. 22 total points, seven total rebounds, seven total assists, uh, six turnovers, no blocks, one steal, and this is a little rough. Negative 54 on the plus-minus. Yes, Whew.
0: here's my assessment <laughs> of why that is. Most of his playing time is in that plus 20 minus 20 when he's coming in with other dudes off the bench, and yep. uh, you're just you're just not playing well at that. You know, you as a team collectively aren't aren't doing much at that point.
1: Yeah. Now, hopefully this year we're a lot closer to 100 points when he checks in, so he has actually something to play for because we all want right. our biscuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's here's one thing that I wanted to touch on in the stats that I found interesting. DeMarco came to us as someone that we hoped to be a shooter. He was three for 15 or 20% from the three-point line and 33% from the free-throw line. And that's just like, which, I mean, you kind of said – you know he's kind of coming in at a time where he's maybe not as locked in or focused as he should be but still i expected more from him than that so yeah. hopefully that's something that
0: improves yeah well you know i mean it's and it's such a small sample size with that too like 33% free throws but it is just three he had three attempts the right. whole season uh so but yeah on those those three of 15 from from three. Now, hey, let's be fair. Kenny Williams hit one three-pointer his entire freshman season. So, uh, you know, he tripled that. Yep. There's hope. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. There's hope. Man. Yeah, so really, thanks for running us through all those numbers, Pac. What, what we're seeing there really is just such a small sample size. Just didn't really have much opportunity uh, to do much of anything last year. Uh, you know, we will highlight, you, you said he had a, a minus 54 aggregate on the season. His highest plus minus was plus six in the lo- the one loss to Duke at home. I say one loss to Duke because Carolina beat Duke twice. I don't know if anybody knew that or not, <laughs> but uh, that that happened a lot last year. And so uh, DeMarco, yeah, uh, season high in minutes was, was 11 uh, against Boston College. He had several season highs in that game, season high in points with six, season high rebounds with three. And as you said, he's got a good frame where he can go grab some rebounds from the two position. And so uh would love to see some more of that. Anything else, uh, Pac, you, you mentioned some things that jumped out at you there. Anything else that, that you notice just as you look at his raw stats? Um, You know, I think
1: you you nailed it earlier is just, it's a small sample size. And that's the thing about DeMarco is, you know, we can give you the best analysis that we can on him, but we really don't know what he can bring and what he has to offer until we see a larger sample size. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he can find his niche on the team this sophomore season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's going to lead us very well into just a minute. Looking back on just a few strengths and weaknesses we noticed this past season and then beginning to give you our thoughts on what he might bring to the table in this upcoming season. But first, let me tell you all a little bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number and makes and models of cars, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to carry everything you need. Why well, have to go through all the questions you know you don't know the answers to? Hey, is your pilot, is it, is it EX or Touring or LX or what? Dude, I don't know. Just here's my VIN number, look it up for me. But I could just stay at home and do that on my computer. I can look up my VIN number and find all the parts I need. And that's what rockauto.com brings to the table. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That consistency is something you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and their inventory has everything you need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that Coach Pat Kilby and I sent you to go holler at them at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your vehicle will ever need. That's rockauto.com. So, Peck, as we do look a little bit uh, back to last season, just just very briefly, some some strengths and weaknesses that maybe we saw, and then how we think he needs to grow in this coming season and uh, in this coming off season, excuse me, to lead into September, October, once practice kicks in, and uh, then we'll fully flesh it out in the last segment of today. So, a- as you look back, what are what are some of the strengths that you noticed last year from Demarco? <clears throat> in those limited minutes
1: (laughs) yeah he's so demarco has you know for a point guard slash shooting guard he has a really good frame he's got good length and he's really athletic for his size and Mm. um, that that is something that if he chooses to allow it it can make him you know very it can make him a hot commodity for coach davis because he could bring something on the defensive end which he stated if you can play defense you can play so <clears throat> That's something where I think Demarco is going to have to really dig in and make that you know a staple that he brings every day in order to find you know a role on this team because yeah. playing time is going to be tough uh, with, with his spot you know with, with Trimble and Love and Davis so he's going to have to to bring the defensive edge um, I think he could do a really good job for us in rebounding because of his athleticism and his length yeah. and his explosiveness. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, he didn't necessarily display it last year, but his recruitment shows he can really shoot it. And so absolutely. to me, that's a comfortability and a confidence thing. He's got to yeah. find some comfort within the system and within his role. And then he's just got to have the confidence to step up and knock down shots.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you as just getting ready for our, for this video, for our, for our podcast and the show today. I went back and watched a good deal of his high school tape just because there wasn't a lot to look at last year um, from his freshman season at Carolina. And his, you're right, his shot is really pretty. It's smooth. There's no hiccups in it. It's just going to the basket, and it looks really nice. Just want to see him get to do that more. And so I think you're spot on with that. That is a great strength. And the athleticism. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody he would have been battling for minutes with at the two, Kerwin Walton, who obviously he won't be battling with now because he gone. Uh, but if you compare those two guys, thinking about defensive Potential defensive capability, DeMarco blows Kerwin out of the water on that just solely based on athleticism, which is going to give him that want to to turn defense into a strength for what he's doing.
1: Mm, yeah, totally agree.
0: And with those weaknesses you talked about, yeah, I think last year you, you said he didn't really just have much of a role. And I think if he wants to find more than 4.1 minutes a game heading into this coming season – that, that's what he's got to do is find what is my thing that can get me on the court for this team. And I think, you're, you're saying defense, I think that's it. Um, you know, He's, he's not like a, a Cam Johnson 3 and D where you're like 6'8 and do that. But if he can be a th- kind of 3 and D guy from the 2 spot, man, there, there's a backup niche carved out for you right there, right behind Caleb. And so I think that could be a great thing. Yes. Now, one of the great things we have now is um, coming in last year as a freshman, you don't really know yet what you don't know, right? And so, yes, the summer's great last year, but you haven't been through the rigors of college yet, and so you don't really understand what the guys are telling you. Now having been through a season at Carolina and now having this summer, what what is it that he needs to grow in this offseason, and what can this summer, the, these last uh, weeks and months leading into practice do for him? What does he need yeah. to grow in?
1: So in coaching, we talk a lot about control the controllables and mm. that's what he has to do. You know, it, skill plays a factor in defense and rebounding. So certainly, um, but so does heart and desire and effort and want to. And so if DeMarco can consistently bring those things, then he's going to give himself a chance to play. And then, you know one of the things I went and watched practice last year one of the things that stood out to me with DeMarco he kind of looked a little bit lost sometimes Mm. like with the offensive system and so that's you know like you mentioned that's part of being a freshman and that's you know getting lathered in college basketball in your first (laughs) year so now I look to see him look a little bit more comfortable and confident within the scheme and within the system and you know the scheme in the system could be changing a little bit because of you know you're replacing Brady with Nance and so, uh, but the the bottom line is with Coach Davis's system it's pretty simple it's pick and rolls and you know make reads and play basketball play off of it exactly yeah. and so he's got to get to a point in his game where he's comfortable and confident enough to just go play basketball and this summer is going to play a huge piece in that you know because when you're working and working and working on improving your game, confidence is bred from that. And so hopefully that helps out.
0: And I think that probably does a lot. Maybe you see this with um, your kids that you coach pack, but like when you gain that confidence and comfortability, it allows you to stop thinking the game and just start doing what you're talking about. Like reacting as a, as an athlete reacting as a basketball player to what you see happening in front of you. And I think you know probably with those those sparse minutes last year he, he just didn't have much opportunity to do that but, but maybe with a little more um elongated time on the court in in one section of playing he can settle in and just do that just be a basketball player
1: yeah well, one of the things yeah you know, it's funny you talked about it what we talk about with our own kids at high school we always tell our kids when we get them they're unconsciously incompetent and like what <laughs> that basically what we're telling is <laughs> You know, you guys are, don't understand what we're trying to teach you, and you don't even know it yet. Like, you're bad at what we're trying to do, and you don't even realize how bad you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by the end of the season, what our goal is, is to be unconsciously competent, meaning mm-hmm. they are confident in what we're trying to do without even having to think about it. Yeah. And I think that's what we see happen a lot with freshmen at Carolina. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's a big-time program. Now he's had a year under his belt, and he's going to be able to be a lot more comfortable where he's at. So
0: I look to see him make a major step. Yeah. And I feel like the summer pickup is going to be huge for him this year because now he's going to know, like, hey, here's one or two or three things I'm watching for from Kenny Williams. Here's some things I'm watching for from Wayne Ellington or just other guys who have played my position at Carolina who I can emulate and step into what they do. And now, you know, like having had end of season meetings, he knows those very specific things that Coach Davis wants him to be working on. And he can be saying to some of those guys, like, sit down with Theo, sit down with you know, who met with Kenny and just say, okay, Kenny, coach Davis has asked me to work on this, this, and this, how would you have gone about doing that and then putting it into action?
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know, what's funny that you mentioned that because Adam Lucas actually put out an article yesterday. I don't know if you read it or not, but I I saw it, but I
0: was going to, I have it pulled up on a tab to read later. It's talking about the, it
1: talks somewhat about the summer games Mm. and about how, uh, Marcus Page and those guys just came in and kicked their tail and <laughs> gave them a lecture afterwards about how they have to bring it every time they step on the floor especially going into a year where they're you know among one of the favorites to be a national a national title winner and so what you were just talking about is is what's happening these guys these former Tar Heel players are coming back and they're not allowing the current Tar Heels to be complacent and they're in their ear about things they can get better at and then they're kicking their tail to show them, hey, we know what we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and Marcus
0: Page, so, yes, he doesn't have a ring. He didn't hang one of the championship <laughs> banners. But boy, if anybody ever came closer than him and Bryce Johnson, I don't know who it is to yeah. almost hanging a banner, but not. And so he's definitely somebody you want to listen to because he's done it right. He's championship caliber. And he, like Marcus Page, gets that game at basketball in a yeah. big way.
1: He's, he's Carolina basketball in a nutshell, Marcus Pages.
0: Oh. Yeah, tough that's... little nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, that's the second pun of the day. We're rolling. So uh, here's something else I've noticed that I, I'd, I'd love to see DeMarco work on a little bit is there are times when he's set and ready and has a quick trigger. But it, coming out of a year where we're comparing everybody's three-point trigger to Brady Mannix, DeMarco is a sloth right? And so like so many of his three point shots, and and you can even look back at some of his high school tape to see this is just sometimes his feet aren't quite set. Sometimes it takes a little bit to fully gather and and be ready to pull the trigger. There's other times when it is lightning quick. It's just the consistency of that quick trigger. Do you think that's something like, how long does that take to work on?
1: It's just, it's different for everyone, and it just depends on, you know, whether you make it a priority or not. And I would imagine the fact that, you know, Jeff Lebo and Hubert Davis are his coaches. He's got his rear (laughs) end in that gym working on it. And so it's all about repetition. It's just repetition, 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 catching with your feet set and ready, giving a good target and just being ready to fire that thing. And so, uh, and, and, you know, I've said it multiple times now, I'll say it again. It also goes back to that confidence and preparation like if he's confident that he's put in the work to shoot well then that's naturally going to show itself when he's on the floor
0: yeah yeah man that's a good word uh last thing I want to I want to mention about the offseason is you know we talked about he's like mid 180s with that 6'4 frame he's at a good spot for where he was as a freshman now Carolina hasn't released the 22-23 roster so we don't know what he's weighing in at But I'd love to see him get into the, like, put 10 more pounds on that frame. Like, 190s, mid-190s. Be able to finish really well in traffic in the ACC. You know, you look at... I looked up some similarly sized NBA guards. Like, Brad Bill. Bradley Beal is 6'4". He's, like... Between 205-210, I think he was uh, on their roster last year, it was like 207. Just kind of like that size for a two guard, I think, would just add another dynamic to that athleticism that he already has. And so I know that Jonas is in the weight room working with him on that, but I I think that's something that would help, again, with the confidence and the the comfortability that that we're talking about and hitting on over and over again. It's like, dude, my body can take all of this, and so now I'm going to drive to the rim at will, then they've got to respect that and then now i have more room to shoot all of that plays off of building your body and putting it in a better position to win
1: yeah that it makes a huge difference and especially when you're playing in you know like the acc and the grueling non-conference schedule that carolina always plays over the course of a season having your body in shape yeah it makes such a huge difference and you know one thing that stands out to me is the the difference in caleb loves body from his freshman year to his sophomore year yeah look what that did for him and what it could do for demarco would make a huge difference
0: absolutely and uh, caleb's a great example same height they're both six four caleb was playing in the mid 190s last year I, i believe if if we look at his roster i can uh check myself in real time as we're talking but man if he like caleb's transformation from freshman to sophomore year just looks phenomenal and so if demarco could replicate Uh, that look would just be fantastic. All right, here we go, 11. Uh, Number two, Caleb Love, yeah, 6'4", 195 last year. And so if he could just add that extra 10 pounds, man, that would be phenomenal for DeMarco to get to do that. Well, we're going to project a little bit more about what we think... Uh, DeMarco in that potentially 195 pound frame could bring to the table next year right after I tell you a little bit about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar but guess what your friends at Bilt have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built Bar flavor you love in deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But hang on, stop drooling, listen. These are good for you. Low in calories, low sugar, high in protein, and 100% delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are here only for a limited time, so go to built.com to make sure you don't miss out. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits as well. The best part about built puffs, of course, is they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they are actually good for you. They're a perfect treat for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you just need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein for you. Delicious coconut rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, Pac, so we've talked some about last year. We've talked some about DeMarco's offseason. Now let's actually look ahead to what we actually expect him to do this upcoming season. Starting with, what what do we think his role is going to be on this upcoming season's team?
1: Yeah, that's, man, that's going to be tricky. So I, I want to preface this with the fact that I could be very wrong. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, this is the first time in Coach Davis's head coaching tenure that he's had depth. And I'm really curious how he's going to handle that. We don't know. Um, but here's what I'll say. I project DeMarco to bring shooting off the bench. I project him to take a step forward defensively to gain Coach Davis's trust. And I see him somewhere between eight to twelve minutes a game. Mm. And then, you know, from there forward, you know, looking at junior and senior season, I project him playing a much, much larger role. It's kind of one of those things, it's like a stair step, it's a gradual progression. Uh, but I, I do think that he could give us eight to twelve minutes a game this year, where we could, you know, feel confident with him on the floor.
0: Yeah, I, I had his range just sh- slightly lower than that. I was saying 5 to 10. But, I, man, if it's 8 to 12, that to me, that's good news. That doesn't say anything bad about Caleb or RJ or Seth. To me, that says more about what DeMarco's bringing, meaning that he has gained enough of that trust that you just talked about where Coach Davis can say, hey, I only need to play Caleb and RJ. 25 minutes a game because Seth and DeMarco are bringing so much to the table. Of course, that 8 to 12 could also mean that Seth Trimble isn't doing what we expect him to do. And so DeMarco has to take on more of that load. But yeah, if he could come in and average two three-point attempts a game, making one of those, which that's probably a lot to ask, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like if he could average... 1.3 1.3 made free th- or made threes a game with three attempts or something like that would be a great number where he's just averaging out to about 40% just to be able to bring that in an 8 to 12 minute roll, that's money.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think it'll be really key. This is just my own personal thoughts and philosophy on it. I think it will be key for coach Davis to get him involved early in the season and not just yeah. him but all of our depth and yeah. kind of have an idea of what they have to offer now, moving forward. And then, you know, once that happens, we'll all have a much better picture of, you know, what his role will be like when that depth, it'll shrink, you know, as when ACC plays come, play, when ACC play comes around, it'll go yeah. from, you know, maybe 10 deep to, to nine or eight deep. So yeah. it'll be be really interesting to see, but I hope he gets involved early. So we have a chance to see how he has progressed.
0: Yeah, man, I'm just still so I'm so curious to see how Coach Davis is going to use that depth this year. Speaking of which, where what is your where do you expect Demarco to show up at on the depth chart?
1: Uh, I would say he's right at nine right now. Like overall, if you look at the whole team, he's sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's you know when you look just at guard play, it's obviously. RJ starting at the one, Caleb at the two, and then Trimble's yeah. there They're, back yeah. up. Yeah, there's no but, way
0: he's cracking the starting five, yeah. barring injury.
1: And then, you know, I think our first five is set with RJ, Caleb, Leaky, Pete Nance, and then Baycott. But then, you know, you get to the bench, and it's Puff, Dontrez, Seth, Seth Trimble. Yeah, and I then, think those are
0: your first three.
1: Then, you know, it starts to get iffy on matchups and who we're playing you know it could be demarco or it could be jalen washington or shaver depending on how those guys are playing yeah or you know mccoy Um, so it just it just all depends on matchups really once you get to pass those first eight yeah
0: man it's and and when we think about you know the 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 wing and front court are are heavy on, on the depth chart. There's so many people that play 3, 4, and 5 position. But really, the, the backcourt doesn't have all that much depth. I mean, you think about it. We just talked about the starters, RJ and Caleb. Uh, their presumptive backup, Seth Trimble, who is going to probably spell whichever of those two comes out first. And then it's DeMarco. You know, like... I, I think it's just those four competing for the two backcourt spots, and so if Demarco shows that he can do stuff, he's going to get his time. He's going to get his minutes in there. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why
1: that's kind of why I projected him eight to twelve. Yeah, just yeah. being the fact that there's only four of them, and now I think that his minutes will be heavier, kind of like I mentioned earlier earlier in the season. Yep. And try to preserve Caleb and R.J. because they played so much last year. And then maybe as we get closer to ACC play, he'll tighten that up and R.J. and Caleb will play more. But I definitely hope he can provide some depth so that our guards can get rest and, you
0: know, be
1: healthier for you know longer in the season.
0: Yeah. and And so one of the things we have to do each year when we project a roster and a depth chart is – who are the key losses and who are the key additions? We've already touched on uh, Seth Trimble, specifically in terms of key additions who would affect uh, DeMarco Dunn's playing time. And, and we mentioned him earlier, but there's one key guy uh, who has left that's going to play a huge role in DeMarco Dunn's potential playing time. And that comes in the form of Kerwin Walton. If Kerwin was still on this roster, how do you think that would affect DeMarco's playing time?
1: Ooh, that's a tricky question. Yeah.
0: Um so when I
1: look at both players, I think that DeMarco has the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Obviously Kerwin had, you know, that his freshman year was was really good. He hit some shots and um kind of whenever coach Davis took over Huber or Hubert, Kerwin kind of phased out. Oh. Um but DeMarco, you know, see, Kerwin could really offer one thing, and that was shooting. But DeMarco can offer an array of things because of his athleticism. Uh, he could be a good defender. He can be a good rebounder. He can be, you know, a, re- a really good shooter. And so I think over time, that will prove itself that DeMarco has the higher ceiling. Um, yeah. But I, so to answer your question, I think DeMarco would be unaffected because I don't think Kerwin and coach Davis jail. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't think Kerwin's lackadaisicalness on defenses was going to get him anywhere with coach Davis. No,
0: no, man. That's so interesting. And so you, you talked about it in there just now pack, but I think when we look at DeMarco's floor, it's last year, right? Like I don't see him going any lower than he did last year in terms of minutes per game or productivity. But I think as, as you talked about and as you mentioned earlier about uh, the junior and senior version of DeMarco Dunn, I think his ceiling has a lot of room for him. I, I don't think he'll ever be a starter at the University of North Carolina. I could be proven wrong by that. But just based on who Carolina brings in, there's always going to be somebody that probably is better than him, right? Like uh, DeMarco's junior year, I think the starting backcourt is going to be RJ Davis and Seth Trimble with him being the third option there. But that ceiling is for him to be a really high capacity, like better shooting Nate Britt type thing, you know, like with a little more length and athletic. But that that type of role where he's a very high level backup guard, of course, more of a shooting guard than Nate Britt's point guard. I'm not making a direct comparison there, but just saying that that type of role fleshed out for himself as an upperclassman.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I see. I I agree with you. I, I see him being someone that plays a significant role on multiple championship level teams and you nailed it on the head, you know, a Nate Britt or a Bobby Fraser or, yeah. you know, is, he's not those guys specifically, that's not a direct comparison, but those guys played roles on teams that were really good. They stayed for, you know, the entire course of their career. They never, well, Bobby started some games and Nate started some games due to injury yeah. here and there, but, For the most part, they weren't career starters. They just bought in and played a major role on championship-level teams, and I see that for DeMarco.
0: Yeah. Well, and and Bobby even – I mean, he did start most of his freshman year, and then Ty came in and and trumped him, and Bobby took that back seat. But that means you've got a a starting caliber guard coming off the bench. And, man, if DeMarco can do that, phenomenal. Phenomenal. absolutely love,
1: love and that. where where that gets tricky sorry to interrupt you but no, where that great. gets tricky in today's day and age is can we convince him to stay around because yeah. the transfer portal is so prominent uh, but uh God. so is the north carolina brand and playing ball in chapel hill so <laughs> hopefully we, like hopefully it's, he,
0: yeah it's he gonna be different up. for every player it's just so hard to know so hard to know absolutely Man. I would not want to be a coach. at. That. This is why college coaches want to go to the NBA. You know why? All they got to do is coach their basketball team and go home. They don't have to worry about all this teenager pettiness. Yeah. <sighs> all right, fine. Anything else you want to say about DeMarco before we get out of here?
1: Man, I'm just looking forward to seeing how much he's grown and, and yeah. seeing what he brings to the table. I think it's, we're in for a really exciting season.
0: Boy, we are, and I cannot wait. Gigi Jackson, stay. Be a Tar Heel. All right, (laughs) we've said it. We've talked about it. People are losing their minds. It's going to happen. He's going to stay. Modest Buzelis, give up on G League. Come be a Tar Heel. All right, Pack, (laughs) that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow, the Carolina football team has gotten a ton of 2023 commits lately. And so John Garcia is going to join me in our LinkedIn uh, special of the day to talk about some of those recruits. Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please go subscribe to the show everywhere you get podcasts. Don't forget to smash the like button. Leave a comment. Share with us your thoughts on DeMarco Dunn and what you think he will add to this year's team. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHeels. You can follow my man Pac at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. So make Locked On ACC your second listen. Hey, thanks so much for spending part of your Wednesday talking Carolina, talking DeMarco Dunn with me, with Coach Pat Kilby. Hey, and remember, it's always a great day to be a Tar here Until tomorrow. We done! Peace!